the following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. And bad news indeed, ladies and gentlemen, this is Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, Lee Walker, and I am joined by Justin Largitoe, the Perched Correspondent. Justin, how you doing today? Lee, I'm great. Uh, can't say the same about some executives in WB for this week. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin, let's get into it. And you recently went and met a couple of talents. One from AEW, one a WWE legend. Justin, tell us who you met and how it went. Yes, so this past Sunday, uh, Heroes Hideout, Albany, New York, Colony Center. I uh, was able to have the chance to meet Kira Hogan from AEW uh, and Scotty Tuhati, former head trainer at the Performance Center as early as last year. Also, obviously, a former WWE Tag Team Champion multiple time. Uh, both very cool. Uh, Kiera Hogan was very cool. And Scotty and me had a brief conversation about the uh, changes that have happened in NXT in the last few months to the last year. Uh, just to make a long story short, Scotty Tuhati is not a fan of NXT 2.0 and... Uh, he misses the black and gold area as much as I do. <laughs> and you can't blame him there. Yes. Anyhow, I know Justin has a lot of meet and greets coming up. We've had a few canceled. One that hurts my heart is we were scheduled to meet the Hardy Boys not too far from here, date-wise. Unfortunately, that meet and greet has been canceled and will be rescheduled due to the fact that Jeff Hardy was arrested. I believe he got three charges. One is a DUI, which is the third one within 10 years, which is usually followed with a note you know, strike three, you're out kind of policy. You're hitting jail, but uh, we'll see how that goes and we'll, we'll hope for the best for Jeff. Uh, Justin, did you watch the video from the police officer's dash cam or body cam or whatever they had? I did. Uh, I did as soon as we uh, kind of had sent it to the chat and, you know, talked about it a little bit. Uh, I was kind of surprised at the fact that these Florida cops had their guns drawn the second they walked up to the vehicle. And that's what kind of alarmed me at first. Uh, by the sound of it, Jeff had a bag in the car, a backpack. Uh, and I guess he went inside it and grabbed it as the officers were stepping towards the vehicle. And that's kind of what uh, insinuated that. It looked like Jeff may have tried to drive off as well, but it, maybe it was just he was trying to put the car into park. You know, I was, I was trying to give Jeff the benefit of the doubt on all this, and maybe, I, I, I don't know. I, we all know Jeff's history, and you never want to 
see somebody go down this hill again, especially a third time in the last few years. Uh, but you could tell Jeff was very out of it the whole time watching the dash cam footage. Yeah. And if you go back at the time of the arrest, that was, I believe, what time was it at, Justin? Do you remember? So I think the time they like officially cuffed him and officially detained him, it was about 9.45 a.m., they said. Yeah. And I believe the dirt sheets had reported he was arrested at 12.45 a.m., which uh, turned out not to be the case. The night before, Jeff Hardy was with his brother, Matt Hardy, doing a meet and greet appearance. And it was a big thing at like Dave and Buster's. There was like Misha Tate from uh, UFC, other professional wrestling personalities and other uh, UFC personalities were there. Uh, you could play uh, air hockey with Jeff Hardy and stuff like that. So it was like, it was a pretty cool thing. And then Jeff even did a concert after the promoter that put all this on said he did not see Jeff drink at all. He was with him the entire time of this event. And then after Jeff did a small concert and a private signing until 12.15 in the morning. So we can account for what Jeff Hardy was doing from 12, you know, up until 12.15 in the morning. From 12.15 until the time of the arrest, no idea. Could have gone to bars, back to his hotel room, and done whatever. You know, who knows? It was it was interesting to watch the body cam, but he, you know, your eyes in these situations tell you everything you need to know. And when you look in that man's eyes, he is he's gone. He is not there. He was yeah. not. Yeah. He was. A, that's it. He's just gone. Uh, very sad situation. And I know a lot of people in the internet wrestling community mocked WWE for offering Jeff to go to rehab. Jeff is sober. Jeff is this. Jeff is that. Again, it's that WWE versus AEW mentality. My honest opinion in the entire situation is that once you're an addict, you are always an addict. That doesn't change. That does not change at all. That always, in my opinion, remains the same. And I know people who are alcoholics that will tell you the same thing. You know, an alcoholic is an alcoholic. You're not, you're not changing that. It's it's over. Like that's it. Like once you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic. You can always, you know, you're fighting to stay sober. You know, no one fights to go back. You know, you 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 stay sober, but then you give in. Give in to those demons. I know Matt Hardy made a post on social media about his brother Jeff. I'm not gonna lie, it came off as like generic. But we've met Jeff. We've met Matt. Jeff's, they were both great. You know, Jeff and Matt are great guys. Phenomenal. I had great interactions with them. Uh, the first time I met Matt, I had a great interaction. Justin, when we met the Hardy Boys for that uh, big time wrestling, did, was that your first time meeting the both of them? Or did you met them before? So, 
Yeah, so Jeff, the first time I met Jeff, it was at a TNA house show back in 2011, actually. Uh, I met him a year after that as well at a house show for TNA. Matt, I want to say the first time I met Matt officially was last year at that Northeast show you and me went to, Lee. Uh, I had kind of ran into him a few times, like outside of WB events in the last few years. But uh, that was the... That was the first time I had a real conversation with Matt Hardy was last year. And like you said, both are, both are really nice guys. You know, obviously they're very humble and very happy with the uh, fan base that they've created over the last few decades. And, you know, with, with, with all this, you brought up the tweet from Matt. Imagine, and I know you said it came off as a kind of a generic tweet, but imagine how many times Matt has had to put out a tweet like that or has put out a tweet like that in the last few years. I mean, it's probably just a copy and face, uh, paste thing at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not to sound like an asshole, but I mean. <laughs> Gotta be. So we saw that change the dynamics of AEW Dynamite, you know, as the Hardys were going to take on uh, Young Bucks. Uh, to which we saw the match change to it being Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy taking on the Young Bucks instead for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Things like this also affect the business in other ways of changing the matches. Uh, Tony Khan had tweeted out a basically a press release on the situation, you know, wanting to help, things like that. That's great. We hope Jeff gets help, comes back better than ever. So let's hope nothing but the best for Jeff. Alex did say that for him personally, it's hard for him to stay as a fan, knowing that Jeff has these open addictions, but yet constantly, I don't want to say has these mishaps, but relapses, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, and uh, just to kind of go off of that, Lee, uh, I do want to bring up, because Jeff Hardy did a Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold last year on Peacock. Uh, It was actually released right before Survivor Series, so probably like a week or two before Jeff was released from the company. Uh, He did bring up the fact that kind of getting away from the drugs wasn't a problem. It was more of an issue with the alcohol as we've seen in the last few years with the DUIs. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, I'm not trying to condone anybody, you know, drinking and going behind a wheel at three times the legal alcohol limit, but you know, we don't want to see Jeff Hardy doing this all the time or once a year or ever many times it's been recently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like I said, man, I just I just hope the best for Jeff. Absolutely. I hope he comes back better than ever. So Jeff, get well soon, man. Get well soon. We're gonna take it from AEW now and, and hit you with some hard stuff from WWE. And let's start with the departure of Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. As we know, Stephanie McMahon had made a tweet that she was going to be taking a 
leave of absence. Uh, to which the, the wrestling dirt sheets went absolutely crazy over this. And I found an article from the 10th. You remember how we were kind of speculating why Stephanie McMahon would have, would have basically taken this leave of absence? Yeah. Well, according to this article, her chances of returning are greatly diminished. And this is on the 10th. This is before other things come out. Yeah. Uh, the way this was done was more of a way to bury Stephanie McMahon as the way that it feels. The interesting part that I found about it was the fact that they're saying that the company planned the story uh, that basically WWE's brand partnership revenue is uh, behind compared to the UFC. Uh, WWE sources told Business Insider they weren't seeing growth. When someone is moved out of the company, it's usually the result of something not working. Uh, WWE took stronger control of that a few months ago. And this is where things get interesting. Uh, Stephanie apparently considered leaving for a few months and then had, had informed her dad of the plans, you know, which surprised her dad. But this, ar this article also said that uh, it, ha it had to do with MLW, with MLW lawsuit against WWE, in which it claimed that Stephanie was the one who called Fox to have the MLW partnership with Fox owned uh, to be canceled. And in the same breath, this article also states that her reason for leaving more had to do with Vince McMahon, that Vince is the cause of her leave of absence. Granted that she had stated that she had been the one wanting to leave and considering, had been considering leaving for a little while. So if that's the case, and she's leaving because of her dad, Justin, that makes this story a lot more interesting. Yeah. Well, with what we found out in the last 24 to 48 hours, uh, absolutely. So originally, Stephanie McMahon tweeted, you know, spending time with family, this and that, yada, yada. And now we find out that, yeah, she probably is spending time with family, but it's because her family's about to go through some rather scandalous, scandalous things. Isn't that right? Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, and Kevin Dunn. Oh my! Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is no secret as... Vince McMahon has gone on interviews in the past and said he had sex every day. It's very open that he has cheated on his wife, Linda. You can find this stuff, just Google it. It's really easy to find. Uh, to the point that even on an older show, you go to applepodcast.com slash perch on the top row and find an episode where I openly discuss the interview with Pat McAfee that Vince McMahon had done. Vince was not wearing a wedding ring. And he had talked about a previous marriage, and Vince has only been married once. Well, as it comes to find out, right, as it comes to find out, I said it like that. It'd be funny. 
my theory could actually be right after all. Because according to Dave Metzler, Vince and Linda actually haven't been together for a little while now. Is that correct? Is that is that what you read? Yes, that is uh, that is from what Dave Mel Meltzer said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, make sure you hashtag Kurtz on the top rope and also hashtag Lee Walker with the quote that your dirt sheets because I said that it's an episode back in the 70s. It was literally right after as we did the review of the Bat Magazine interview with Vince McMahon because it was the one thing I spotted right away. I was like, and you notice he would like play with that finger a little bit. And that's what caught my eye, you know. And I was like, wait, is this man married? So anyway, we kind of forgot about the scandal, Justin. So I'm sure you all are dying to know if you have money looked it up on Apparently Vince and Johnny Ace were having a little fun with a former WWE employee. Former WWE employees on the paralegal side. Uh, it was a consensual relationship uh, to which she instantly got a raise from $100,000 to $200,000. It was also paid off $3 million. My first question is if you're going to have an affair and you already know you're going to be paying somebody off because of the affair. Why have the affair? That's my first question. My second question is, what are we doing treating women like a place where we mean like, okay, I'm done with Johnny, you have a mom. Was the Bella Twins mom a paralegal at all? Anyone know that information? Yeah, as far as I know, they're they're still together. Um, I was just curious if she was a paralegal or not. Maybe she was the one. Just, <laughs> so I saw that on the internet earlier. Uh, so yeah, WWE is being investigated. Vince McMahon's being investigated. WWE Board of Directors is cooperating with the investigation. As far as we know, the money that was spent, that $3 million hush bounty pay money, whatever you want to call it, uh, did come out of Vince's own pocket. But things fans started to question about the whole ordeal was not the affair, not the hush money, but the raise. She went from 100000 to 200000 within months of being employed by WWE, to which it was apparently now known that once the affair started, the raise happened. So... I, do you think this comes at a wrong time, Justin? Do you think, like, I, I mean, I sit back and I look at this and I think we're in a time where cancel culture is at its highest. If you're, you're someone of the stature of like the Vince McMahon and you do something wrong, people want to hang you for it. I mean, not literally, I mean, I'm sure there's some, but yeah thinking about this because there's there's other stories that we we still even have to get to and this one isn't even the oh holy crap one yeah you know this is uh i think you'll agree with me on this lee i think 
depending on how this goes, and we we don't know how this is going to go, but you know we're we're only twenty four hours into this story. This may be the biggest threat to Vince McMahon and his power in the company since the steroid trial in the nineties, uh, which very very close. Uh, this company would have been very different throughout the mid nineties and possibly the early two thousands had that been the case. Uh, you know, like you said, Lee, you brought up the fact that, uh, you believe Vince and Linda may not be together anymore a few months ago when you watched that Pat McAfee interview. And obviously there is some fuel to the fire in that case. Now, uh, you know, the timing is very weird because Stephanie stepping away from the company for a bit. I believe Nia Jax put out a tweet as well. Uh, I don't remember the exact uh, context she used in the tweet. It was something about perverts in the corporate office, something along those lines. I don't have a tweet in front of me, so I can't really say. Uh, you know, I don't. Do we know the identity of this employee yet, or do we not? I believe all that's known is that she was on the on the paralegal team or she was part of WWE paralegal. So I don't know if there's a name out there or anything yet if that's disclosed. But as far as I know, it's someone on the paralegal team. That's that's, that's yeah I I haven't heard any names either. I wasn't sure if you had, but uh you know if Johnny Ace is involved in this as well, that's that's a whole nother another layer to it. Uh hearing that you know we've talked about on the show before me and alex a few weeks ago with naomi and sasha and them just setting the woman's tag titles on uh, john laurinaitis's desk uh i would really not want to picture john laurinaitis taking sammy guevara and take conti-esque photos with those women's tag titles right now (laughs) um but yeah this this situation i think we're just gonna have to watch it unfold as the months go on if it even goes that long you know i guess from what i from what i heard on dave Meltzer's show this morning uh laurinitis and vince are supposed to be at smackdown tomorrow it's said to be business as usual lee how do, how do you see this going do you expect uh possibly laurinitis to be gone from the company and vince stepping down as ceo No, and I say this because aside from the steroid scandal in 92, I believe it was, there were other scandals during the early and mid-90s that had happened, especially with WWE with Mals and Pat Patterson, other women with Vince McMahon, all in, in like sexual harassment and, and type situations. Uh, didn't resign then didn't resign during the steroid scandal. I mean, there's been other things where he's done interviews and had been violent in the interviews, did not resign. We've seen him in situations where wrestlers pass away while under contract, under him. I don't think this would be enough for him to resign I believe he's still the majority owner of the company. He's also still the majority, basically has the majority of the votes in the boardroom. So like, even if it was where 
I don't think that he can be outvoted. Like, I'm not sure that that'll happen. Um, I would definitely correlate this as to why Stephanie walked away. You know, the whole family thing didn't really seem like that great of an ex uh, of, of, I don't want to say an excuse, but it's what it was. Uh, granted, with Triple H, you know, having announced retirement, you know, having the daughters and things like that. But I don't know if that is enough to say, yeah, I need to be home. Unless your marriage is having issues, which I don't see that being the case either, to be honest with you. They've been used to such this kind of schedule for so long, I don't see anything changing. The only thing that I can think of is everyone in the board is made aware of these things like the investigation prior, obviously, to even, it even being announced to us. So who's not to say that, you know, maybe Triple H or Vince himself went to Stephanie and said, hey, look, you're going to find some things out about me. You might want to, like, step away and take it off. Like, it's going to get ugly. We don't know. We don't know. You know, he could have tipped her off and said, hey, you know, it's going to get nasty. I don't think you want to be part of this. Uh, but this would also mean that Nick Khan was made aware and also that Triple H was made aware of the situation. It's going to be interesting to see how all this happens. And in my honest opinion, because John Laurinaitis is also named on this, John Laurinaitis is going to be the scapegoat and he's going to either resign or he'll be the one that gets fired and Vince has nothing happened to him. That's kind of what I see happening. Mm -hmm. um, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I would say, uh, like you brought up, uh, this $3 million payout was out of Vince's pocket. Had it been company money, I think that would have made this a whole lot worse. Uh, but even still, uh, Vince has majority in the boardroom and, you know, from there, who, who knows? Uh, and even if Vince were to step down, then it becomes a whole matter of who takes over. I mean, is it Nick Khan? You would think so, right? Does Triple H take over temporarily? Bruce? You know, it's something to think about. Yeah. But I think with John Laurinaitis being named as well, I just feel like there's your scapegoat. There's your scapegoat right there. Yeah. You know, he'll he'll resign or get released, whatever. But that's that's what I see. That's what I see. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I did say that it was Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, and Kevin Dunn. Oh my. So what does Kevin Dunn have to do with all of this? Well, fans, Kevin Dunn actually has nothing to do with the situation between John Laurinaitis also has nothing to do with Vince McMahon. But this is a great story in itself as the WWE executive producer and chief global producer, Kevin Dunn, allegedly sold a portion of his shares in the company. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, well, okay, he sold some shares. Big deal, right? I mean, because that's kind of like what I'd be thinking, like, big deal. Mm -hmm. He's, he, he sold some shares. That's great, right? Yeah, it's not so much that he sold shares. He 
so much of the claims of which the shares were sold. And apparently he is being investigated for insider trading. You know, if this was an episode of Heat Magnet, WWE in general, you'd be a heat magnet. Which we're gonna we're gonna do that show for, for something, folks. This was interesting. Uh, Kevin Dunn sold 15,000 shares uh, dated Friday, May 27th. Uh, made a lot of money, made over a million dollars. Following the sale that uh, the insider now directly owns 271,171 shares of the company's stock valued at over $18 million. Uh, the transaction was disclosed in a filing with Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, however, if insider trading is found, he could be fined up to $5 million in 20 years in prison. Nick Khan, you ready to run the company or what? <laughs> like, it's going to be a con takeover. One in AEW running it and one in WV running it. Yeah. I mean, it's let Triple H take over. That way, there we can get the golden. We can get the golden black brand back with NXT, and we can see that transition with WWE. So this is just a bad week for WWE. Kevin Dunn, you know, he's been with the company for a long time, a very long time. I believe 2008 is when he started, or at least when he became a, a member of the board of directors. One of the two. I believe when he became a member of the board of directors, because if you look back at those old Tough Enough shows, you can see Kevin Dunn actually kind of in the background. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think WWE is going to do with this match? Ah, man. So, obviously, there's still some stuff to investigate with this. Uh, I've heard Actually, I've heard a little, like a few hours before we came on to do the show tonight. Uh, this may be possibly debunked. Uh, I've heard the fact maybe uh, Kevin Dunn isn't on the board of directors anymore, or he wasn't on the board of directors when these shares were sold. But I don't think this would come out for no reason. You know, uh, th- there has to be some some smoke to this fire. Yeah, there's, there's got to be something. There's got to be something more there. Uh, fans, we'll keep you updated on this one. This is just, it's been a wild 24 hours for WWE, folks. There's been a lot of news coming out, a lot of things to report, especially that is that has happened over this week. And as Justin said, it's only Thursday. It's only Thursday. Thursday usually means it's impact, but former impact women's knockout champion Tessa Blanchard finds herself in a very very usual spot it's called the unemployment line again (laughs) I don't need to sugarcoat anything so Tessa gets fired from wow women of wrestling I mean they hired Izzy former co-host that perched on the top rope hey Izzy what's up hashtag it's Izzy's corner was a very popular thing back in the day when she was a co-host here However, 
Tessa doesn't last. Um, I remember a few months ago, it had been reported that she had done an interview, you know, she was the acting coach, promo coach, but she had buried a talent so bad that like they had to stop the promo class pretty much altogether because she belittled this, this poor person so bad. And I've talked with trainers like Ray Lloyd who work at the Nightmare Factory. I've, I've talked with trainers like Mr. Hughes who have trained the likes of Apollo Crews, Steve Slater, Dexter Loomis, formerly known as Dexter Loomis, now he's Sam Shaw again, uh, Kira Hogan, and others who's trained a lot of top-notch talent out there. And when I've asked about this with like stories like this of Tessa Blanchard or maybe like the former Bill DeMott, who was very against Jeff Hardy, by the way. He actually wanted, you know, wants be, wants Jeff out of wrestling and all this other stuff. It just made me think of that. I'm sorry, I'm gonna go off a little rabbit hole because I forgot to bring it up with Jeff Hardy. Bill DeMott uh, has spoken out against Jeff Hardy. He's spoken out against Uso when he got arrested for DWI. He's been very outspoken against Sonny for her DWIs. Bill lost a daughter due to a DWI. So anytime something like this happens, it's always resurfaced that the things he made people do as a trainer in a bully-like mentality, which is fine, whatever. I'm sorry about going down a rabbit hole. I usually don't like doing this like myself. All right, anyway, according to them, According to like Ray Lloyd, Curtis Hughes, when it comes to training, the bully-like mentality is not how you get wrestlers to become wrestlers. It might have been the thing back in the day, but like that's not how Mr. Hughes was trained, he said. Uh, so you, you, the bully-like mentality doesn't do anything. It's a different generation now. You know, people don't want to be talked down, talked down to. They don't want to be belittled. I know I don't. I know when I go into work, I don't want to get yelled at by my boss. I know if I get yelled at, because I know how I am. If I get yelled at, it's uh, I'm a stone cold Steve Austin. It's going to be a middle finger in the air. It's going to be a stone cold stunner, and you're going to get a, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I just don't have the two beers to smash and pour over your face. So she had, uh, apparently for Tessa, old ways back to haunt her and now she's out of a job i apologize for the rabbit hole but uh justin how do you feel about tessa blanchard now leave in mind she's the female version of leo rush she gets fired everywhere she goes <laughs> yeah so when all the tessa blanchard stuff came out a few years ago night before she won the uh impact world title I was one of the people, and I'll be honest, who was kind of giving it the benefit of the doubt. You know, I thought it was just very weird timing that the day before she's going to be the first woman to win their world title at Impact, you know, a whole shitstorm kind of explodes and all this stuff comes up. But, uh, you know, it's kind of been proven in the last two, two and a half years now that there is smoke to the fire in this case. Even... Uh, you know, when Tessa kind of did the enhancement talent deal in NXT a few years ago and competed in the May Young Classic, 
I was kind of surprised WB never signed her because you would think Tessa Blanchard, Charlotte Flair, Daughters of the Four Horsewomen, you know, program at WrestleMania would just be a given. And I heard even back then in 2017, 2018, the big reason for WB not signing her was attitude issues. And I didn't understand that at the time because, you know, we never heard anything about attitude issues with Tessa Blanchard. But, uh, you know, Impact gave her the benefit of the doubt as well. They went through with putting the world title on her. Eventually, her contract came up. They stripped her the title. Sounds like there were some issues there, too, with her not filming promos, uh, not being able to come through from Mexico to the United States to tape Impact. Uh, And since then, Tessa Blanchard had been very quiet and very off the map until this Women's of Wrestling uh, deal came up. But from what we know, there was an issue with bullying, uh, you know, promo class, kind of cutting into these women and to the point where they're in tears. I don't know the full details, but I heard she's butted head with AJ Lee from time to time, who was also a part of this wild project. I also heard the television network, WOW and the television network were kind of going back and forth uh, about having Tessa Blanchard because it sounds like they want Tessa, but WOW does not. And, you know, we've kind of come to this conclusion and maybe it's for the best. It actually probably is for the best. But who knows? At this point, you know, where where does Tessa Blanchard go from here? Does she just retire from wrestling? (laughs) She hasn't done any, like, independence as far as I'm aware. Uh, Maybe she goes to Mexico? I don't know, you know, but AEW, they have her dad working there. They haven't shown any interest, and I doubt there probably are at this point. WB isn't going to pick her up. So the future of Tessa Blanchard in wrestling is very, very up in the air. Now, let's be honest. I, I've talked about this quite a bit. You have an influx of stars now. And if you, you got a bunch of wrestlers who in the last two years from WWE alone have been released well over a hundred. That's not including talents getting released, including Impact, AEW, New Japan, AAA, MLW, all these other companies and stuff. So like, I've always been kind of a firm believer in the fact that if you haven't made it to WWE, you haven't made it to wrestling. So it's been a saying of mine for a long time. And I, I strongly feel that way. I really do. You know, while AEW is on TV right now, it's only been around a few years. Dustin, when I was a kid, you were a kid, you know, for me, there was no impact wrestling. At 18, as an adult, there was TNA. For me as a wrestler, like if I was going to be a wrestler, as a kid, the dream was never impact or MLW or AEW or New Japan, you know, New Japan, but I didn't know about it. The dream was never any of those companies, the dream would have been WWE because that's, you know, from childhood. Yeah. I understand dreams change and goals change and everything like that as you get older. But to me, something wouldn't feel right. If I, if I got in this industry and I, I, I've been to these other places, but I didn't make it to where my childhood, it, it all started from. That wouldn't sit right with me. And that's why I say, like, if you haven't been to WWE, you haven't made it. I know a lot of people disagree and be like, well, there's all these other companies and you just listed some off. Yeah. Now, those who were little kids watching TNA and Impact and stuff like that, if that was, if that's their goal, that's great. That's what was on, and they watched, and they were like, that's where I want to be when I grow up. You know, same with those for WCW. 
ECW. AEW hasn't been around long enough for kids to even say, I want to go to AEW when I grow up. Do kids even watch? I know they hit the demographic for, you know, the 18 year olds or whatever, but does it show, does it, does, does, does the ratings show for, for younger kids? Are they hitting strong demographics there? I know they're really big on 18 to 34, but what about under? We know WWE is all about that, that under 18. They're all about the kids, you know, and, and we see that, we recognize that. AEW is definitely more for the internet wrestling community, realistically, or like the, you know, the average indie fan, you know, and I hate saying it like that, but that's the way I see it. Even though I think that they are giving a better product. No, and you're rightly. I mean, you know, all these guys in AEW have either, or I should say a majority of them, have come from the indies that the internet wrestling community is, you know, very favorable to. Whether it be ROH, PWG, New Japan, anything, you know? <laughs> no, it's just wild to think about, my, you know, for me to sit here and fan from all but you know what else is, is it's hard for me to fan some wwe without sasha banks although i will say this i feel like she is somebody who is a touch of Blanchard to wwe how many times have we heard of her in the news for negative reasons being unhappy with where she is in, in wwe unhappy with her spot this has all recently happened again as we know and it's been talked about on our podcast the fact that her and Naomi went and took the belt and just dropped them on John Laurinaitis' desk and left. Uh, they were unhappy with what WWE had planned for them. And, you know, they want more out of the women's tag team division, which clearly we're not going to get. They, you know, when they dropped the belts on, on Laurinaitis' desk and walked off and haven't been seen since, as we heard from Michael Cole and Graves and Pat McAfee and guys like that trying to bury these talents it's probably because what's coming across in their microphones, you know, telling them to say that, you know, WWE and the fans are very disappointed in Naomi and Sasha Banks. But again, as I said, Sasha has been in the dirt sheets multiple times for a bad attitude. Uh, Justin, as a fan, you know this, I know this. He liked to go to the airport to meet the wrestlers. He liked to go to you know, if you're, if you, you try and book the same hotel that they're in, if you know you go to New York City and, and things to that nature. But Sasha Banks has always been someone against meeting fans at airports and hotels and this and that. Some understand, some don't. I understand to an extent, like if, if I came up to her with a child, me being a big fan, yeah, I'm using my kid to get to that, but like, I'm getting in on the photo too, or like, yeah, that yeah. figure is really not for the daughter, it's really for me. But, <laughs> One day I'll share a story about how I dropped a five-year-old high five for CM Punk at WWE event in Syracuse, New York. That's great. You know, I understand it. But, you know, this is your job. You're in the spotlight. It's just like being in ML, you know, in Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, UFC. You're an entertainer. You're a sports entertainer. You know, people in the music industry deal with this all the time. Actors and actresses deal with this all the time. Essentially, you're kind of a mix of, of athletics, being an actor, actress, and things like that. You're a mix of both, and sports entertainment. 
you know, so you're going to get recognized and things like that. And if you don't want to be recognized, you shouldn't be doing this. You're going to get recognized. Hell, we've been recognized for doing this podcast. And we don't even post the videos on YouTube. I try and hide. That's why I, I threw out my hair and I have a long beard. Like, leave me alone. Blah. You're especially going to get recognized if you're walking around with long blue and neon green hair. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> You stick out like a sore thumb, ladies. Anyway, um, WWE planned a tag team tournament, which has now seemingly been dropped from all discussions. But Justin, it also seems that there's discussions of dropping the titles in general. I mean, there is a lack of women's tag teams. There's been no talk of the belts since a week after Sasha and Naomi dropped the belts on Johnny Ace's desk. Where does WWE go from here with it? In all realistic, you know, in, in a realistic sense, where do, where do they go with these belts? Yeah, Lee, I know you've been very adamant in like our group chats and everything that WB should just, you know, do away with the titles. I honestly can't see them doing away with them due to the fact that when these titles first came to be, it never seemed like WWE was doing this for the women's division and a way to showcase more women's talent. It was done more of a way because they felt like they were under pressure by the fans and, you know, ironically by Sasha and Bailey, who were very adamant on social media around that time that they wanted women's tag team titles. Uh, you know, it was never because WB uh, wanted to showcase the women's division more. It, it's, it's nothing like that. I mean, look at the women's, the state of the, the women's roster right now. You look at SmackDown's women's roster, you, you know, you have Ronda as the women's champion there right now, and Charlotte's out on an injury. Uh, that, that's about it. You take those two out, there's not much left to play with. Uh, Raw's has a little bit of depth, but honestly, not that much. You know, and how many tag teams do you have right now? Two, three? You know, what tournament? <laughs> what women's tag title tournament? This isn't a tournament. Uh, but yeah, I can't I can't see them doing away with the titles. Well, it's especially bad timing with money in the bank. Like they already struggled to get like a decent field for that after. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm, you notice they, they decrease the number of people in the match from eight to seven for both uh, women's and men's. Yeah, there's, there's no depth to the roster anymore. You know, you, you fire over 100 people, you, you, you lose some depth. Yeah, you lose some depth. And, and basically, what you have is you remember what the rosters were like in like the early 90s, like the golden era. Like during the golden era of wrestling, or like even the new generation, there was only like in total 20, 25 guys signed. And that's like not including, in some cases, your talent enhancement, like Barry Horowitz or like Dwayne Gill, things like that. But there, it was small roster, very small. They made it work but they didn't do as much as what they're doing now, you know? And they also have better ratings too. 
That's for, that's for sure. I can tell you that right now. Like, you know, especially like the Beatitude era, everybody had a storyline. No, they, they will never hit those Attitude Era numbers ever again. Everyone from The Rock, McFoley, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, Triple H, DX, Nation of Domination, uh, Eight Ball, Chains, you know, with the DOA, LOD, the Heart Foundation. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And, and I and you're all leave, you're listing all top guys here. Come off the league. Not fans. It's more than just that. Kylie Top, Takamishi Noku had storylines. Valvina, storylines. Akishi, too cool, storylines. Headbanging, storylines. Everybody, the Sultan, who was the Sultan? That was Akishi. Everyone had storylines. The Godfather, the Good Father, Stevie Richards. You know, every again, everybody had storylines. Whether you were at the top of the food chain or you were the one getting the crumbs because you're the one to the litter, you were getting storylines. You know, and they had Raw, SmackDown, Sunday Night Heat, Saturday Night Velocity, or Saturday Night Shock. That depends on what area you're watching. You know, so right there, you had five TV shows. Two hours, an hour, an hour, an hour. You know, so you had not as much TV time, but you still had less people and everyone had storylines. Here you've got more wrestling. And you're still releasing people that aren't on TV because and that goes, we don't know what to do with you. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, yeah. What? To add to your point, Lee, like I, I get what you're saying and I agree with you. Uh you know, everyone in the attitude era, they had a storyline and they had their part on the show. It wasn't oh, this guy is going to be on main event or in that case, Sunday Night Heat for a year and he's never going to be showcased on Raw or SmackDown like you see now. I mean, how many appearances has somebody like uh, T-Bar made on the show this year on Raw? Not very many. And, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, he's here and there on Raw, but for the most part, he's been on main event. And Don't get me started on his main roster run so far because it's not going very well. No, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. I think WWE has given up on it. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the only other thing I can think of is that they're going with a certain strategy that they, that's been known to work for others. And it's basically kind of like bury him and turn him and then give him a big run. Well, right now, I'm not seeing that. Right now, I'm just seeing, you can tell from I, I, one of his first appearances when he's about to do a promo and he gets interrupted. And I don't even remember who interrupted him. Uh, Ezekiel. Thank you. It was Ezekiel. Thank you. And I just sat here and I was like, and this is your intro into WWE main roster? I was like, nah, you were trouble. That's what I kind of thought right off the bat. Not going to trouble. Yep. You know, and if you remember correctly, when it was the black and gold brand of NXT, he openly admitted he would rather retire than go to the main roster. So I guess I'm going to ask Masa Champa this. What happened to that quote? 
Well, you know, I think the big change in NXT had a lot to do with that. And the fact that, you know, someone like a Tommaso Ciampa, they're not really looking for in their developmental system right now. So in his case, you know, I guess, yeah, you kind of got to stick to your word, go to the main roster and retire. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not even like he's doing just TV. He started doing house shows this weekend, too, I noticed. But his run so far is very confusing. Uh, if you notice, he kind of just runs up and attacks whoever's, you know, getting ready to have a match with The Miz. Is he with The Miz? Are we, are we going to acknowledge this? Is this established? You know, what, what, what's the relation? They, they don't even acknowledge it. It's just kind of there. Yeah, I think he would be a good fit for Judgment Day myself. Put him in Judgment Day. Give, give him something to work with at least. Yeah. Because on his own, I don't see it happening. Put him with a faction to start off with. Put him with Judgment Day. Because, like, right now this lackluster run is not working for me. And if it's the fact that they've given up on him, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in the next round of releases, to be honest, if, if, they, if, if that's where it's going. But then yeah. I, would also, I also think that maybe it's that strategy that WWE does. You know, to build somebody up, you got to use them like prep for a little bit. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I hope we see. It's just you brought it up, and, and I'm glad you brought his name up because I, I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, what has he been doing? And then I was like, oh, yeah, not much. <laughs> yeah. A good amount of his matches have been on main events so far, too. Yeah. You know, um, and that's actually something we saw with, you know, WWE has started to do with Keith Lee. You know, so I at first I thought maybe that's what they were doing with Keith Lee. You know, making him a, you know, picked him up. You know, now we're going to drop him down. All to build him up. But turn him. And I think that, I thought that's where the process is what they were doing with Tommaso. But I guess we'll have to... Uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. We're going to have to wait and see but, uh, oh, man. So this next one, Justin, is, is uh, we're, we're going to do a lot of bad news. Because uh, I'm afraid we've got some bad news. It's a terrible way for it. <laughs> As fast as Tony Khan tweeted that this next superstar was, and I quote, hashtag all elite, that hashtag all elite status has been taken away. We know that uh, AEW generally doesn't fire anyone, Justin. Mm. However, I think that's going to be the case with this next superstar. AEW talent, or I should say former talent, Jake Atlas was recently arrested. This is a show of that news. 
so apparently uh, domestic violence is essentially what we're dealing with here. Again, this, this comes out literally in bad time. Uh, we know Jake Atlas open in the LGBTQ community. And it is Pride Month. So this does not look good for him to be involved in domestic violence during Pride Month when you're open again now. As fast as Tony Khan tweeted he was all elite, uh, it appears that Jake Atlas, as a result of this incident, will not be all elite. Man, why y'all gotta fuck up in wrestling? You're ruining them for guys like us. You know? Like yeah. shit. I went out here and bought an expensive, expensive Team Extreme Hardy Boys pack to get signed at Heroes Hideout. Now that's canceled to be rescheduled. No, that, that's not a cheap uh, figure set. Dustin's not a cheap figure set. You know this. You know this. Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking for one. I definitely know that. You know. I've got other stuff from Matt and Jeff signed but I can't now due, due to uh, addiction. Not mine. Obviously, I don't have any. Dr. Pepper, I'm sorry. It's disheartening for fans, man. This is every ounce of news we've given the fans today has been super fucking negative. Seriously. Yeah. I apologize for sponsors for swearing, but I will not be It's it's a shame. Usually, I, I've always been a firm believer of no new, no good news, or no news is good news. This is all bad news. What the hell is it? Yeah, yeah. We, we should we should have brought Wade Bear on to host the show today. Yeah, yeah I might actually find. I, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have fun with this. <laughs> you'll you'll hear. But nothing good. Like, hell, even in my own experience, nothing good in wrestling came to me. I finally find a Santino Morella Series 6 Elite. And the thing is sealed. It's like, Justin, all the, there's one piece of tape that's ripped, but all the tape is like the same, you know, width and, and length mm -hmm. and all that on the box. One piece is cut, and it's in the middle, and, and you can't open the whole box from the, this middle piece. The shirt's gone. There's no shirt. And I looked, and I was like, what? Where's the fucking shirt? This is not a cheap elite. This is not a cheap figure to find, like Santino Morella. So I'm like, holy crap. So then I had to go to eBay and buy the shirt for $20, basically. Someone had it up for, you know, with the figure for 24 and I was like, no, and it was still the cheapest one. And I was like, no, I put, I put a bid in at 20 and he took it. So essentially after tax and everything, getting the t-shirt cost me another $30 freaking dollars. Yeah. But I, I, got, I, got, I got that and I got the uh, Vladimir Kozlov Elite. For very which are both great gets. <laughs> I won't lie, I paid $100 for the Santino and the box is in great shape. I'll show you real quick. Yeah. And you know when when you showed me the uh 
the photo as as soon as you pulled it out of the uh, box, Santino. Uh, you told me about the no shirt, and I was literally like zooming in left and right to try and see if there was an opening or even if there was like a basic figure in the pet in the box somehow. No, yeah, no, that's no. actually like very good. Right there. See the outline? Oh, so it wasn't even on the figure like initially. Well, because like you can see. I'm yeah, excited. that's kind of how I pictured it like in my head. It's the only piece of tape is right there. The rest is all, all the tape is all sealed and it's all correct. So I'm like, is it, it, I'm thinking it's an error. And then at first I was like, wait, was this thing like taken out and played with? And, but then when you look at it, no, everything else is in there. The microphone, just not the shirt. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Yeah, that's a very weird. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a series six. It's a series three. It is a series three elite Santino Morella. As you know, Justin, I've been out here chasing earlier elites as I had just gotten a great deal on the series two Matt Hardy and the series three Christian. I literally got both figures for the price of one. Because that Christian figure goes for like 350 plus. Yeah. You know, uh, I've been looking for that Christian for a while. I don't know why I wanted it, but I wanted it. So, you know, it's just one of those, you know, figures I think is really cool and fans we see a lot of new figures coming out independent toy lines and stuff like that if you want to hear our interview with brian clark also known as adam bomb from the wwf rep from wcw and was part of chronicles brian clark that is episode 91 and you can listen to that um Apple Podcast Perched on the Top Rope, or you can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash perched on the top rope. You can hear all about the new figures that he has coming out with uh, Chella Toys. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, he already has two Atom Bomb figures in the Hasbros that Chella Toys has done out. He also has two new figures coming. And you can go listen to that interview and find out what these are. If it's anything like how the Adam Bomb has the Chase variant where it goes in the dark, they're bound to be awesome. Bound to be awesome. You, you can't go wrong. Yeah, Adam Bomb just has merch all over the place recently. Yeah. Fans, I also want to talk about the fact that guys like former WCW Glaciers Ray Lloyd former WWF and WCW, Haku and Ming, Diamond Dallas Page, Larry Sabisco, Stan the Man Hansen, Luther Biggs, all have a movie coming out called The Unbreakable Bunch. You go to the Facebook page, Unbreakable Bunch movie, check out all these cool behind the scene photos and everything going on right now. We also interviewed Glacier, Ray Lloyd about the movie and everything. You go to youtube.com slash person on top rope and also find it at Apple Podcasts. 
first on the top rope and hear all about it. We're going to have more interviews with guys coming up from that movie, such as Larry Sabisco, Gangrel, DDP, Stan the Man Hansen. Yes, that's right. We're going to have Stan the Man Hansen on first on the top rope. It's going to be awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in each and every week for this awesome content that we provide to you. As I've already said, you can find us anywhere and everywhere podcasts are found from Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, anywhere, anywhere podcasts can be found. It's purchased on the top rope. You can find us on YouTube as I plugged it a lot. YouTube.com slash person on top rope. We did reach subscriber 420, baby. And we thank you. Uh, we are looking to get a thousand. A lot of our videos lately have hit 40,000, 12,000 views, high, high numbers. Make sure you go and you subscribe. Click on the bell. Get the notifications when we put up new content. There's a, an interview with a Dudley family member, Chubby Dudley, right now. Go check it out. You can find us on Facebook at Perched on the Top Rope. You can find us on Twitter at Perched Top Rope. You can find us on Instagram at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast. And you can find us on TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope, where we have some pretty cool content in which uh, one of our boys, Gives Brutus the Barber Beefcake a custom Hasbro. You can also check out some great Selena scenes of My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion, capturing the greatest moments in professional wrestling history. It started with Zack Ryder, WrestleMania winning the Pentagon Championship. Woo woo woo. And if you don't like any of that content, fans, you can. Uh, Watch Kevin Sullivan, that's right, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan from WCW, get humped by a dog. Yeah, yeah, you heard me right. Kevin Sullivan, former WCW superstar, get humped by a dog. It's there. Enjoy. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for today. We hope that you come back on Sunday and we will be doing an episode of the heat magnet. It's going to be good. Ladies and gentlemen, remember spoiler freeze is the way to be. Hey, Justin, what, what uh, meet and greets you got coming up? Uh, meet and greets. I have, oof, let's see. Have we talked about the Hardys are canceled? uh or excuse me uh postponed for now uh still debating on going to the steiner brothers depending on uh what comes up what comes in uh northeast wrestling uh july 23rd poughkeepsie new york you know initially their hardy boys were going to be there as well don't think that's going to happen now but uh they do have andrade el idolo and i will absolutely be there for that and any Guests that are announced until up up until that date. Uh, after that, I believe is the New Age Outlaws Colony Center, Albany, New York, on uh, August twentieth. So we got 
quite a bit this summer, uh, not counting any events that I am uh, planning on attending. Uh, AEW July 6th in Rochester and Raw in Madison Square Garden July 25th. Uh, you know, the go-home show before SummerSlam. And that, that actually reminds me, uh, between that and Northeast, July 24th, we have Sting and Lex Luger at Heroes Hideout Colony Center in Albany, New York. So we got some fun stuff happening this summer. That's all coming in July, ladies and gentlemen. There'll be some awesome content from us with those wrestlers. There'll be some interviews in between, too. As I already said, spoiler free, the way to be. We're out. We're out.